August 4th, a mysterious explosion rocked Beirut, Lebanon. The Mockingbird media machine immediately ran to blame it on fireworks and fertilizer. Oh, some have compared it to a nuclear event. Others blame it on government incompetence. On this episode of The Lunch Boys, the boys digest this horrific event. Hey guys, welcome to The Lunch Boys podcast. Uh, A lot of crazy things going on in the world. Um, It was two days ago in Lebanon, in Beirut, and apparently a... (laughs) I don't know how to say it. Beirut. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely not in France. (laughs) I am Groot. (laughs) Um... But in Beirut, there was a Russian ship that had just been taking up a parking space at the docks for six years. Seven. That seven years. Since 2013, yeah. Never left. And uh, apparently it was next to a large stockpile of ammonium nitrate and munitions, which munitions pile being a colloquialism for fireworks, depending on which news you're reading. And both of these things combusted on two separate or really three separate occasions. There was a fire that led to a small explosion that led to what looked very large in its explosive capabilities and uh, there's a lot of interesting news about this thing. And so that's what the Lunch Boys are tackling today. Yeah. So what uh, was your... So when you fast. first... Okay. Fine. Oh, I was going to say... Sorry. Zoom again. Uh, <laughs> Off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said that it was parked next to the ammonium nitrate. I'm pretty sure the the ammonium nitrate was on the ship and then it got impounded. Yes, it was on the ship. Yeah, that okay. is correct. Um, that is correct. 2,750 metric tons of it, just by the way. Yes. Wait, wait, so, so, wait, so it was not inside of the warehouse? It was inside of the warehouse, but it was from the ship. Which was still there. I, I forget if that's true, but <laughs> yeah, maybe. Either way. Because I'm pretty sure that was a part of the problem. Either either the ship was still there, or the bottom line is they couldn't figure out what to do with the freaking tons of ammonium nitrate. Which is just like, what? And... Just so I can just go ahead and go there, because it's my favorite thing about this story right now, is that the prime minister, I believe, is the presidential type position they have there. The prime minister of Lebanon got on TV and was like, we are going to punish whoever is responsible for leaving all of that ammonium nitrate there. And if you know the story, the story is this showed up and the government um, didn't know what to do with it. And people were actually trying to say, hey, yo, government, get all this stuff out of here. We don't want it in our country, especially since apparently depends on which news you're reading. Um, Most of my information is coming from The New York Times because I feel like most people will trust that. Um, But like they were like, yo, get this out of here. The government was like trying to do stuff and it kept getting stalled years and years as it went on. And then it it'll release a pseudo uh, a nuclear explosion in the sky and the people are like what the frick we should have gotten rid of that stuff and the president says whoever was responsible needs to be punished i'm like well sir that's, that's you, you. <laughs> yeah um just to have this out there uh it's 135 dead which henry and i were saying feels low for how bananas S- feels that, super low that explosion looked on twitter like that feels really low but 5,000 injured and hundreds possibly thousands missing so this isn't like this isn't nothing obviously everybody knows that also it just happened you know and it, it does take a long time during For sure. a disaster to actually get accurate numbers not to mention For sure. word on the street is they were overwhelmed by covid so people are being dispersed to different area hospitals um, yeah and like every hospital in the area is just like we are completely out of room even like the uh there's a few american university ones over there i'm pretty sure and all of them are like we're at capacity there's no chance like you gotta go somewhere else so Mm -hmm. jake kind of started with the history of the i guess you can call it the mainstream story but on Mm -hmm, face mm -hmm. value our first exposure to this story was seeing an uh, like a massive explosion that i couldn't describe any other way 
than looking like a nuclear explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. For sure. And even when you go to other YouTube videos and just look at what other nuclear explosions look like, that's what this looks like. (laughs) So immediately I became suspicious for the story that this was ammonium nitrate, which there very well could have been some there. And there, this has happened in the past, which is what and kind could of... could have been a lot there. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. what the claim is. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is I started looking at other footage of explosions of ammonium nitrate. So I think one was in Texas in 2013, I think. And this was a fertilizer manufacturer. That might not mm-hmm. be right. I don't exactly remember what they were manufacturing. And you watch that explosion, and I think it had like a two on the Richter scale magnitude earthquake vibe or whatever you want to call it this one (laughs) vibe (laughs) i don't know what the right terminology for that is i just um i think uh, ryan you said that this one some people had reported it was upwards to three three point three three point two is what i saw yeah i saw that the jordan earthquake observatory uh they measured it as a 4.5 on the richter scale which The Richter scale is exponential, right? So if the fertilizer manufacturer, which again, I don't know if that's exactly what they were manufacturing or not, but if that was a two sum and this was a 4.5, according to the Jordanian earthquake observatory, uh, that means it's uh, at least, I don't know, exponents greater because of, by the way, old ammonium nitrate which over time this stuff breaks down so also it's suspicious for how it could all of a sudden make a nuclear appearing explosion yeah um i mean like on cnn there were some pictures of like before and after and there's just like a crater on in the port where it used to be left and it it looks horrifying like some of the reports are saying you can feel it or it was felt in the ground from 150 miles away and glass was breaking 15 miles away from the explosion that crater like, by yeah. the way Jesus. 200 feet long i think yeah something like that so okay i don't know if you guys are familiar with like how explosives work but typically <laughs> they go uh, boom they go boom <laughs> and and also like the the pressure goes to the area with least resistance right yeah. so if you have gunpowder and you just kind of light it it just kind of goes <sighs> right nothing happens it's when you put it in a confined space like the barrel of a gun that it pushes a projectile in one direction so yeah. the fact that all this energy had an impact to go into the ground and make an absolutely enormous crater suspicious and like i guess the mainstream take on that would be like if they were asked that which we know they're never gonna be but they would be like, oh, well, like the warehouse was acting as the container. So that had enough like for that's the only thing I can <laughs> come up with. Um, but yeah, like it's because um, it, it does feel fishy. If this feels like something we're not going to know the answer I, to for yeah. six years until nobody cares anymore. That's what it feels like. And and I'm no you know nuclear bombs expert. But the one thing that makes me think oh, you're it's not? not. We are. Yeah, yeah definitely. not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the one thing that gives me makes me think it's probably not nuclear in any way if it was like some type of bomb because i'm just going to go for the jugular and say like it's really a question of was it ammonium nitrate or was it a bomb that's really what we're asking um but there was no fireball and usually even in daytime like with any nuclear bomb that i've you know that i know of is there's like a big bright fireball and this lacked that when you pause um, it you can you produce do mushroom clouds though no, no, no. I know what you're talking about, though. The, the black and um, red smoke. But I'm talking about like a, like a blinding fireball. And this explosion lacked that. So it makes me think that it was probably, if it was, it was either the ammonium nitrate or it was some type of large conventional bomb. Because we do have those. Not <laughs> really? us, America. But like the world has them, you know. Well, to be fair, we probably sold it to whoever did it, if that's what it was. <laughs> that's probably, it was either us or Russia. We're the arms dealers of the world. So there's, yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> like, there's one explanation for why it wouldn't have the stereotypical nuclear red ball. 
because yeah. there are, <laughs> I guess, the what's the term? They're called tactical nukes. So it's a combination, if I understand correctly. Oh, like how to end a Call of Duty match like a douche? So oh, you no, capture the flag, <laughs> sir. We were playing capture the flag, and not just because you got a tactical nuke, it's over. We were winning. <laughs> Dude, you got 24 kills, all right? Let them have it. <laughs> so the the one thing that I came across is that the like for one like when it's burning it gave off a red smoke which supposedly is indicative of unsymmetrical dimethhydrazine and red fuming nitric acid. Let me go dust off my chemistry degree real fast. Uh, what? <laughs> Commonly used as propellant for ballistic missiles. Interesting, right? Interesting. Not your not necessarily your stereotypical uh, for the record, I don't have a chemistry fertilizer degree. burning. <laughs> For the record, this right? is the conspiratorial episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's there's gonna be more. Not to mention the one we were planning to do, right? Oh, let's do it, Epstein. Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's other people that said to pay attention to the white color that is indicative of extremely high temperatures. So no conventional explosion will burn that hot. And I think that the idea is like your typical. Uh, nuke will use i believe uranium and that a tactical nuke is a combination of uranium and plutonium so that's why you don't get that's essentially like you know you're familiar with movies and the whole idea of like a suitcase nuke right so there's varying degrees in which humans have come up with on how to murder each other right (laughs) Um, we're pretty good at it (laughs) so again like this is i'm sure that there are tactical experts that would be able to delve into this. Uh, but this is something that just caught me off guard in terms of claiming immediately that this is fireworks and ammonium nitric acid or whatever. I, I will say in the articles I was reading, like at first people were talking about fireworks, but I didn't see anything uh, when we were researching right before the show. Um, I didn't see anything about fireworks. Uh, Jake, you said you saw something about munitions. So... Um, maybe we were, we were looking at different articles, obviously, but I think that kind of narrative might be being well, pushed to the side, but even, I'm not sure. Even more fun, right? So the way mainstream media yeah. loves to approach stories is just to sling mud at the wall. Yeah. And, <laughs> and oftentimes, like, I don't understand, is it, like, intentional just to be, like, the first news source to have something so that they get the most ad money, the most clicks or whatever? That's or, 80% of it, yeah. Like, probably. But then there's also... The fact that it's a once you start to get like too many stories, the end user never knows the truth, right? And typically, the first thing that you hear is what you remember. So people are probably going to remember fireworks and fertilizer, I would imagine. So that's all hunky dory. But what I think is very mm. fascinating is that Donald Trump came out and said that he and was talking. That he was talking oh, to was his say this. to his generals, and the general said, "It looks like a bomb." Yeah, <laughs> and then literally two seconds later, the Secretary of Defense is like, "Oh, nope, 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 nope." Oh, not to mention there's a CNN article where it says our trusted, uh, secret anonymous source says that that's not true. May so, I uh, quote? Because I ha- actually have the CNN politics article pulled up right now. Oh, yes. Please, for it. please do. Uh, it says, but the, so Trump said, you know, it was an attack. Uh, but the defense officials who declined to be identified so they could speak freely. Of course. That's already enough for me to open up the conspiratorial rabbit hole. Is that yeah. <laughs> you are afraid to speak freely for some reason or you're placing information out there for a purpose. That's just my brain. But anyway, yeah. let me just, I'll just and, read this. And real, oh, oh, sorry, ahead. sorry. No, 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 please, no you, you were just about to, no, 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 go ahead. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, all right, rewind. Zoom, zoom. But the defense officials <laughs> <laughs> who declined to be identified so they could speak freely said they didn't know what the president was talking about. One official said that if, that if there were indications anyone in the region uh, pulled something off of this scale would trigger automatic increases in force protection for the U.S. and assets in the region, if for no other reason than to worry, worry about retribution attacks. The official noted that none has happened so far. Hmm. So at the very and- least, we know that for, to claim anything right now would be a significant risk to everybody, right? So that's already Dude. a motive to play it down. 
Yeah, there's two sides to the anonymous thing. Because there's one side of, oh, I'm afraid somebody's going to like lash out at me. But then there's the other side of, what if I just want to like talk crap, you know, without my name being attached to it? Because you see sure. that a lot with like when that two scoops thing with the ice cream was coming out. It was like an unnamed, like high ranking official. It's like, oh, like the post carrier <laughs> for the White House. Is that who told you that Donald Trump has two scoops? Um, so it's just like sometimes it's talking crap. And also the uh, I just looked it up. Major General Abbas Ibrahim. Uh, not sure how to pronounce it, said it would be naive to describe such an explosion as due to fireworks is the latest position. Yo, on you, you definitely the need thing. to be a, of military intelligence to call that out, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so, like, wait, their 4th of July goes way harder than our 4th of July. Also, like, this is fun. Like, what is ammonium nitrate used for, Right. If you want to say fertilizer, well, Beirut isn't exactly an agricultural center, right? Yeah. Maybe it was getting transported to an agricultural center. Huh? Ever thought of that? This is something that's important to point out. Uh, Hezbollah is very influential in Lebanon, and they have been having a conflict with Israel. Mm -hmm. And I think it's uh, last Monday. I could be wrong on the exact date, but there was an encounter in Golan between supposed uh, Hezbollah members and then the Israeli Defense Force, right? And I believe shortly thereafter, if not even a couple days ago, their prime minister Netanyahu said, we will do whatever it takes. Interesting to secure Israel. Bombing women and children. Which by the way, (laughs) several years ago, they did bomb the airport at Beirut, didn't they? I forget. I mean, like, this place is, they've been having conflicts, right? And I almost feel like we've been so caught up with COVID and all kinds of stuff like that, that we don't, we're not even familiar with the kind of turmoil that's in that region. Mm -hmm. So that's why also I feel like it's pretty naive, especially it's kind of irresponsible for mainstream uh, news sources to just completely ignore the culture over there, the conflict that's been raging there for decades. Yeah. As if like, oh yeah. I was, I was telling my wife that today when she asked me some questions about this bomb and I said, you know, people give Trump a lot of ish for saying, you know, crap whole countries. And like I get why they do it, but a lot of the people who do that are also the first people to be completely unaware of just how good we have it here. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't like, you know, vote your conscience. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can improve on as a country. That doesn't mean that like we've done things that we need to work on in the future. I'm not saying all of that, but just the fact that like, you know, we're still saying stuff about slavery and you can go buy slaves right now. Or just the fact that like, we're oh, still yeah. saying stuff about gay rights and you don't want to come out in the Middle East. They will literally behead you in some places, depending on how extreme they are in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, like the fact that Israel is known for having a, a dome of defense to make it so that if you want to fire rockets into the city of Jerusalem, uh, that they can fi- shoot them down before you kill women and children. And that's just normal for them. Um we often take for granted how stuff like this, just generally speaking, doesn't happen that much in the United States. And so you're totally right, Henry. Like he, there's so much history and so there's so much loaded stuff going on in the Middle East that sometimes Americans, because we're so used to peace, um, peace with quotey fingers, we're yeah. so used to it that we have no idea what the reality is for what I would postulate is a lot more of the country than we're comfortable admitting. Yeah. Yeah. There was one thing I wanted to add on real quick before I forgot. There was a bombing, I guess a bombing raid or some sort of attack on Syria that took place several years ago. And it looked a lot like this bomb also. And I'm I'm really trying actively uh, to find footage of it. And if I can, I'll send it to you guys. And if you now put these two pictures side by side, you're like, hmm, I didn't realize <laughs> fertilizer and fireworks were so popular in the Middle East. <laughs> also well, I mean, henry to confirm what you said earlier um new york times article from july 13th 2006 israel attacked beirut airport and uh they set up a naval blockade word hmm. so oh uh, so they've been having a rough go at it oh what yeah it sounds like yeah for sure um, israel's nobody's friend in that region 
That's yeah. an understatement. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to protect oh, them at I whatever expense. Oh? Oh, I don't know if you... I'm going to try to uh, put my uh, laptop so maybe you guys can at least see it. <laughs> Does anything show up or is it too fuzzy? It's too fuzzy. Oh, never mind. It's, oh, it's oh, clearing oh, up. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, this is, is, that, is, this this is content. Beirut. That's not Beirut? That's Syria, right? It says it's Syria. Um, yeah. Uh, well, they all kind of look the same. Like That looks exactly like what, you know. Every oh, picture in the Middle East more or less kind of looks the same. Are you trying um, to, that was the most, like, racist against places thing. Okay, L.A. <laughs> and New York look the same. Get over it. <laughs> I mean, but do they? Eh, well, it depends on what part you're in. <laughs> do they, though? Uh, yeah, the... I'm going to stop there. Which, like, <laughs> oh, by the way, let me just point out some other stuff. So, okay, whether or not any particular munition was used, that's totally debatable. We're not experts. And so I definitely don't want to say that that is, like, proof by any means, but it's just something mm. to bring up. One thing, though, that I do think is interesting, I found that there's a former CIA operative by the name of Robert Baer who reportedly said uh, he, well, he's known for having operated for the CIA in the Middle East for several years. And this is what he said. He points to the videos of what appeared to be fireworks going off amid a pail of white smoke right before the main blast, which sent a column of reddish-brown smoke high into the sky. Bear told CNN that those quote-unquote fireworks were likely munitions that had been stored as part of a weapons cache that included military-grade propellant. It, hmm. Another quote, it was clearly a military explosive. It was not fertilizer like ammonium nitrate. I'm quite sure of that. So, Interesting. The other interesting thing is Lebanon so is so many effect- conflicting narratives. Like yeah, Lebanon right. is effect oh. Ray, ready for this? Lebanon is effectively run by Hezbollah, an Iranian paramilitary group with a history of secrecy. So it would be it would be so bad for foreign policy in Lebanon for them to be outright about who's doing what, who's storing weapons where. Um, Netanyahu actually was in front of the UN in 2018, I think, and he basically said that what Hezbollah does, specifically in Beirut, this was before the airport bombing, I'm assuming, uh, mm-hmm. he said that they hide... Well, the airport all... bombing I saw was 2006. Okay. Um, I'll double-check real quick. I'm pretty sure it's... The one uh, is... Here, one second. Net 10. Uh, yeah, UN speech 2018. Yeah. And basically what he says here is that Hezbollah will store weapons among civilian areas to use human shields basically gotcha so that also just puts more context to this so whenever people are like like this quote-unquote cia operative is pointing at those like small explosions there very well could have been legit munitions in there not to mention you can use ammonium nitrate to create like um what are they called like the improvised explosive devices ieds yeah you So, I mean, all that stuff adds up uh, to something other than this is just some old cachet of ammonium nitrate. Yeah. That that throws me off a little bit. Like, and that then, new information. To go, to go a little conspiratorial, too, is with that new information, the video you sent, Ryan, the tweet of someone who was, like, really close to it and videoing it and... You know, there's conflicting reports as to whether or not that person died or not. But anyway, they took a video um, and you can hear a, something fly over. And right. I grew up next to oh, yeah. Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland. So I know what a fighter jet sounds like as opposed to like a commercial jet. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sounded like it could have been. Uh, I used to go see the Blue Angels all the time as a kid. And then it was already on fire. And then there was an explosion that was where most people's videos pick up so that's where most of the videos i saw the big big explosion pick up from there after that first explosion which was much smaller a lot more smoke yeah then you hear another overhead and then all of a sudden wham it's just like when you see i don't know there's a part of me that just goes i wonder because with all that smoke too i mean the 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 way that we can uh chart out the the travel of a bomb or a missile uh, missile. Who am I? <laughs> I have but, missile. Um, the, w- 
<laughs> but I am tired. <laughs> would, would, you, would you like to come on date, pretty lady? I own several missiles. <laughs> Do you remember that video, The End of the World, back when Flash videos before YouTube? This is going to date us a little bit. Do you remember that? Uh, when it was like, one day you're hanging out with your friends and you decide those Chinese sons of a bitches are going down. Oh, <laughs> Do you wait, that? that sounds vaguely familiar. And you got missiles passing each other. Hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we can, you could chart out the, the flight trajectory of a missile or a bomb to be able to use smoke as cover or whatever. Like, I'm just saying, like, the technology is crazy. And yeah. so that's the conspiratorial side of me that just goes, ah. This was just a regular old explosion. That was an accident. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a gut instinct in me to whatever, like, officials and media says to, like, just believe the opposite. Yeah. That's that's definitely a gut reaction to me. Um, I will say, though, the, uh, to, to play, I guess, devil's advocate, uh, the not conspiratorial, conspiratorial route, either way, this is a massive example of government failure. Because you either have psychopaths who are willing to bomb civilian cities, or you have psychopaths who would store explosives right next to civilian cities. Yes, a hundred percent. So I said, that, yes, I said that to my wife. As I said, that's why I love this philosophy so much. Is that it's not an inherently American thing. You can yeah. go to another country where, by their narrative, not the conspiratorial side, not what other people are saying. By yeah. their narrative, it is their ineptitude to be able to get something that's highly explosive and flammable away from civilians yep. for years, got bogged down in bureaucracy, yep. and then the president's going to get on the TV and say, whoever did it is responsible, or we're going we're gonna to punish them. Well, that's yep. you, and that's what the state does in America, that's what the state does in China, that's what the state does in Russia, Everywhere. it doesn't matter where you but live, like, but this like, is what government does. That, to me, that is the craziest answer from their leader because like their currency literally just collapsed recently uh they're in an economic collapse aren't we all join the club that's true but like and like your best way your best way to console everybody is oh we'll give them a stern talking to like okay i don't know it's upsetting by the way this that I was going to just mention, so the reason this story really stuck out to me was because in China, Ryan, do you remember what year that was? We had like recently looked Uh, this up. 2015. 2015, a port in China, Tianjin, I think was the name of the city, another port city. Oh, yeah. And that Mm -hmm. also blew up. And supposedly Mm -hmm. the same story got sent out. And if you watch that footage, absolutely nothing like this footage. Oh, and one more thing. That explosion was way different. And supposedly, the one in Beirut was a hundred times more powerful. Fascinating. Um, And also, the crater is in a perfect circle. I forgot to bring that up. It it basically is. Yeah. Ah, I didn't ah. realize they organized the ammonium nitrate so nicely. I mean, like, they were making an igloo out of it. Oh, so (laughs) It just kind of naturally happened. (laughs) I like to call those types of igloos payloads. Oh no! Yep. And that's it for this episode of the Lunch with. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this happens because it feels like every time there's a military anything, it's always like, "Oh, this is like the approved story," and then nine years later comes out like, "Never mind. We lied about it. We lied about everything because we don't care about sending arms over to." poor countries you know and like don't get me wrong i totally understand from a foreign policy perspective how dangerous it is to point fingers right away because that is like how military conflict would escalate overnight and i get that yeah Yeah. on the flip side Mm -hmm. world war one just don't say anything you can just just there was a big explosion do the trump and just maybe point a finger at everybody (laughs) yeah like i don't know that's what Trump's I, comments was such a, a a reminder for me of why the deep state wants him out so bad yeah. because it's like yeah. it's Obama's birthday it's like dude we just need you to not say anything and he's like uh it was an attack and the entire deep state and military industrial complex is going cut cut get out nope 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 stop shut up roll it back roll it back <laughs> so yeah, there was that one tweet uh oh here it is I found it it's best uh, tweet the, 
This is the funniest thing I've ever read. Maybe it says, Happy birthday at Barack Obama. What do you get the man who has everything? I guess we know uh, what you love most. A massive explosion in a Middle Eastern country. Enjoy. Sincerely, Lebanon. Oh, <laughs> no. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Let me give some, let me give that guy credit. Uh, that was at, at Lib- Liberty Lock Pod. At Liberty Lock Pod. I follow them. They're hilarious. <laughs> I read that so many times and each time it makes me cackle. Oh, dude. It, <laughs> it ripped me up. Like, my sides were in orbit. Like, I... <laughs> I could not so contain myself. The guy that has everything. <laughs> Jeez, that's so awful. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's good at it. Um, oh man, poor Obama. He Google Obama ninety percent. So Middle Eastern people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. Middle Eastern yeah. children. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna beat that into the ground. <laughs> yeah, dude, because he he's liberal God, and I'm just like, guys, he killed so many kids, so, so many, many black children. Or brown uh, children. Black and brown children who, because of the where they grew up, did not have a choice to get out of the economic positions they were in and therefore were systemically oppressed. So how do you fix that problem? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's no more, more oppression Americans. if you're dead. <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, man. Uh, uh, one thing I did want to point out before I forgot, just especially when... I'm pretty sure like within the next couple of days, people are going to start saying that uh, everything that we've talked about today just falls under the list of conspiracies and that eyewitness accounts um, are not reliable, blah, blah, blah. Uh, there was the reporter from France 24, as, uh, Lila Milana Allen, who said that my apartment in Beirut was blown apart. We think it was a missile from a jet. We're okay. Um, so like, Ah, I swear if they just say, oh, yeah, the, there were no planes in the air. It was fireworks. Uh, it was fireworks. And then they're going to just go back to just hitting you over the head about phase two and phase three of COVID. And that's it. And this will be like long forgotten until there is some sort of like military reprisal or something. Yeah. Um, or they'll just never talk about it again because that's just how they do with war. Like you mentioned it once. And then you mentioned it when it ends. Oh, but, and also, I just feel like um, it wouldn't be right to not bring up the Oklahoma City bombing. Because, again, they keep pointing at ammonium nitrate. And now, and literally after uh, Oklahoma City. So that was, what, 95 or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was like 95. 15 years later when all kinds of investigative reports started to discover that Almost everything about the mainstream story was completely bogus and didn't add up. So, I mean, I guess this is going to be something that we're going to literally be talking about in 10 years and being like, oh, yeah, you remember that? And then, like, this <laughs> new thing comes out. Yeah. And people are still going to trust the same people that peddled that lie. Yeah. Just like they trust the same people that peddled Afghanistan and Iraq. Which, what's and fascinating. Syria and Yemen. So, with, um, with Oklahoma City. There was a guy that ran in and rescued people, mm-hmm. right? And what typically would happen if you have this kind of a chemical explosion, you can't breathe their air, right? And you'll get poisoned. And he was mm-hmm. fine. And that was like a red flag immediately for investigative reporters. And some guys were pointing out that a comparable, quote unquote, bombing took place in um, Ireland, I think. And those people, the first responders, all had severe uh, respiratory problems. Yeah. So I'd be interested to know um, what we end up hearing about people on the ground in Beirut. Do they end up having any kind of physical ailments that would imply some kind of residue or anything mm-hmm. like that? I did come across one piece of information that I haven't been able to verify, but it would be that would be ex- pardon the pun explosive news. Um, <laughs> And I think uh, it was that some sort of lab in Italy discovered that there was a peak in radiation signature at the time of this explosion. But again, I don't yes, know. Yes, I did see that, though. I don't know how accurate that is. So, it, again, the internet, especially so close to an event, could be full of nonsense. But... It's, Can we just make uh, stuff up now? <laughs> well, supposedly it's from the International Atomic Energy Agency of the UN. Um, okay. 
and from specifically guys in um, Italy. So there's that. Interesting. I, mean, I did my, look up. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Please. I was going to say, I'm just going to start making up stories now and posting them on Wikipedia. Because uh, I think that's what we're allowed to do. But I'm not quite sure. Make stuff up. Well, something that goes along with like the whole nuclear bomb narrative is I looked up the ex- the strength of the explosions. Explosions, I think, are measured in kilotons, mm-hmm. um, especially nuclear explosions. And the bombing of Hiroshima, which is a... It was obviously a massive bomb, but it is really small in comparison to what we're capable of doing today. Yeah. Which is kind of scary to think about. Um, yeah. But it, it's pretty small in that scope. So anyway, it was a 12 kiloton, 12 to 15 kiloton bomb, the bombing of Hiroshima in 1945. Uh, killed 80,000 people, but tens of thousands were sickened with radiation exposure and died. And in the same article, um, I think it's a relatively recent article, talks about this explosion in uh, Beirut, and it was a 2.75 kiloton blast. Um, Which is weird, because that's measured relative to TNT, right? And right. T- TNT mm-hmm. is specifically made to explode ammonium nitrate. It is not. Hmm. Right, yeah. No, 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 that, that's... Act- uh, man, it's almost like you were here when I was talking to my wife, because that's one of the things I mentioned is that like, like there's other uses for ammonium nitrate that have nothing to do with explosives. It just right. can be mixed with things that create explosives. Yeah. So one of the things with that is that if you're by the nature of the fact that you have to mix it with something and that is the explosive property of it, um, you are in fact diluting the ammonium nitrate in some way shape or form in order to add the igniting component does that make sense not Mm -hmm. to mention we don't know the concentration of this ammonium nitrate right yeah right but like am i is that is my brain in the right track because sometimes i'm thinking out loud and i just want to make sure it makes sense to other people that like you would by by nature have to dilute in some way shape or form regardless of the concentration the ammonium sort of like a cleaning agent right yeah like if you're cleaning your clothes you dilute it with water but like what even if it's just a small part of the actual cleaner that's what cleans your clothes right I, so I if the ammonium that. nitrate is the explosive it would be a small part of the actual compound that creates the explosion right and so there, to me there's just something a little fishy there because it's not made to explode just like you said and by by the fact that it needs to be mixed with something it's also diluted in some way shape or form with other substances in order to create an explosive reaction and it still produced an explosion that number one was almost three kilotons mm-hmm. um number two was very much reminiscent of massive bombs including some of the nuclear bombs that are out there um I don't know anything about radiation on the ground so far and stuff like that. I just, it's really hard for me to just go along with the state narrative on this one. And also yeah. the state narrative that we are accepting was given by the Lebanese minister of information, which already yeah. made me go just throw it out. Yeah. Oh, so, you, so, you, so you've got a guy in charge of siphoning out the information that we need. Okay. Cool. Thanks government. Oh, what's that? A ministry, ministry of truth. What? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Seems yeah. very similar. <laughs> yeah. People don't know how good we have it in America. I mean... At least America I, has to buy the press. Yeah, we were talking... <laughs> I was talking with somebody on Instagram uh, the other day, and uh, like, he was making the conservative argument of, like, but America's the best. I'm like, yeah, I think America's the best, and I still have a lot of problems. That just makes... Should let you know how little I think of other countries. <laughs> <laughs> How much I hate our government. Like Beirut was considered like the Paris of the Middle East slash, um, I guess you'd say Mediterranean, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, Like beautiful city, vibrant, and now just gets caught up in these wars. Um, It's really upsetting. Yeah. Um, Well, there's nothing more destructive than war. And nothing that's worse for a culture, too. Because I think even, even the fact that the the middle eastern culture whether it be you know israeli lebanese iraqi whatever that middle eastern culture is just so fragmented 
and just rife with you've got Hezbollah, you've got um, the Taliban, you've got ISIS, you've got all these different uh, religious extremist groups that are vying for power in these in these regions. Uh, I think it's just crazy when you think about the history of these places and just how because they used to be some of the most powerful cultures in the world, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, they're still very influential. Uh, they cover well, trade, of money, trade, not because well, of <laughs> well, yeah, trade routes, that oil money. Well, yeah. Um, what I think is interesting too, though, is that in like everything is starting to get called an accident now. So, like, I think yeah. this was not too long ago when Iran had a nuclear reactor explode, and then if you guys recall, I forget was this last year when one of our drones uh, fell out of the sky onto their territory. You know, like. All of a sudden, everybody's so flimsy with their stuff, and everything just keeps breaking and exploding, and nobody knows what happened. And it does yeah. seem like a great way to just like de-escalate a powder keg. That's how mm-hmm. it's coming across to me. Which I mean, maybe it's for the greater good. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the less war, the better. <laughs> so right. if, if they can Absolutely. play this off like it's a firework ex- uh, fireworks accident, um, and like the mainstream populace will go with it, like. Fine, I'm still gonna want to know the answer though, right? I know exactly. what these uh, lizard people are capable of. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like the idea, and I just love the lizard people joke. Um, it's kind of like the idea that like an armed populace is a polite populace. Yeah. Because the idea there is that like if I have a sword and you have a sword, I'm less likely to call you a douche, right? Um, but what's interesting about the the foreign policy climate of the world as we have it today is I have a sword and you have a sword and I'm going to try and kiss your sister when you're not looking. And it's like, <laughs> no, just ki- no, don't do that. You know, and that's what we do. All the different countries. It's what we constantly do. That's why Trump like is shutting down uh, emb- embassies in Houston. And then you've got China going, oh, that's our greatest act of aggression in a long time. Meanwhile, Trump was terrifying the crap out of anything you wanted to bring into the country and then you've got like us saying that russia's the worst place in the world when really we're kind of buddy buddy with russia historically but no one cares about that ever since world war ii we've kind of been cool with russia outside of the cold war um mm-hmm. i mean that's a but that's even a, that's a big iffy situation <laughs> Well, that's a complicated thing (laughs) to dive into because it's really not as straightforward as people like to make it like to make it think like to make it out to be. But it's just crazy to me because like that's what we do is it's like, okay, you've got nukes. I've got nukes. You've got nukes. They've got nukes. But we're going to spy on you and hopefully you don't catch us. And if you spot my plane and you shoot it down, whoops, we just have bad pilots. And I'm like, right. and it's, that, that's not how life works. <laughs> or if it, you find out our dancing app uh, might be listening to you. <laughs> right. TikTok. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure uh, Trump was just mad at TikTok because they were mad that somebody else was also spying on us. <laughs> and it's like, no, only we can. <laughs> it's like when you're like, no, only I can be mean to my brother. It's like. Only I can spy on my citizens trying to back off. <laughs> and only I can say the N-word. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. I don't know I don't know if that works. <laughs> I don't know if that tracks, but I'll, I'll roll with it. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, Trump, if you want to get rid of TikTok, repeal the Patriot Act, please. And the NSA. Then Abolish I'll take you it. seriously. Abolish and prism. And CIA. Um, get rid of all the CIA ties with Google and Facebook that you don't want us to know about. And also audit apple and google and amazon for putting listening devices in america's pockets to be fair it is probably in their terms of service so we did voluntarily sign our privacy away <laughs> to be fair that's probably true <laughs> that's probably true but i'm just saying don't come after tiktok when like you spy on us more than anybody but they're gonna Mr. know what President. 12 year olds also like. build the wall remember that promise <laughs> oh yeah uh, remember that thing i mean we did they, they get like i almost said we like i wanted it uh, they did get like 75 miles built or something like that. Repeal and replace Obamacare on my desk. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things I actually think Trump has done that's all right, like repealing some useless regulation. But the, some of those promises that he, he made that like he ran on. His actual campaign promises, though, he is not fulfilled. Yeah, the one. debt. We printed more money than the, like that's ever existed, basically. <laughs> Just out of thin air. <laughs> And uh, he was running on, like, the debt's going to be gone in eight years. Okay. 
Oh, I, but I also remember right. a certain president saying, in my first 100 days as president, we are going to close Guantanamo Bay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Turns out they're really good at what they do there. So <laughs> lots and lots of uh, waterboarding, and it's great. <laughs> hey, waterboarding at Guantanamo Bay sounds like something pretty cool if you don't know what it is. So maybe he was just confused. <laughs> it sounds like it's a water a, park. It's a theme park. That's right. With a big blue slide. Blue for Democrats. You know, we just got to <laughs> just got to do that. And then I'm going to lay up my VP pick to be the sleepiest candidate on the planet. Uh, <laughs> you ask... Uh, uh the about my mental uh, uh my 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 mental fit um uh my mental fitness yeah so asking Ask if you were on cocaine uh are you drunk i, I don't know why i flipped into obama on that uh if it was biden who'd be like it's like asking you if you're on cocaine <laughs> i'm not gonna lie though i miss obama all the time uh i, I don't. do not <laughs> <laughs> even a little bit i just miss I just miss hearing him talk. I just miss that when he would get on TV, there would be something inside of me that would go. <sighs> I guess he won't be on Ellen anymore, so that's too bad. Am I no, right? El- Ellen no. said uh, she's not going to cancel. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I mean, she might get canceled. I so I don't ho- I don't know if she's got much say in that. <laughs> Dude, just something in me hopes that every like talk show host comes up on those Epstein files. <laughs> just like take them all out. <laughs> it's like There's Fallon. I'm over you. Hopes- <laughs> everybody is on those epstein files oh i hope everybody but trump everybody i want everybody but trump just to watch the left's heads explode (laughs) because i don't think they could Uh, handle it honestly i think they would literally they would make pedophilia socially acceptable before they admitted that trump was like the uh the one good guy make pedophilia great again Oh. oh no! I don't like where this is going. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, it's going around on the news that it's a sexual orientation. They'll just go that route with the Epstein yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, I saw on Twitter somebody say, "Yeah, if pedophilia is just a sexuality, then burying you is just gardening." So, like, if you want to, if you want to play this game, <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, yeah, hanging convicted child molesters has to be my one exception to the non-aggression principle. <laughs> but is it non-aggression because you've aggressed against children at that point? So I'm just like, I don't know, but I'm okay with at it. At that point, you're just protecting your family. I'm down. Yeah, Pedophilia even if it's disgusting. not my family, even if it's just some guy on the street. If you have proof, all right, line them up. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast just got so dark. This is when people on hop that in. note. <laughs> oh, real fast! If you if you have another fifteen minutes, uh, did you guys see the George Floyd video, the new one? Yeah, well, I saw a new one. Is there another? Or new the one? body cam footage? Yes, that's the one I watched. It. Uh, I'm, let me blanket this entire thing with saying obviously he did not deserve to die in the slightest bit. It doesn't justify it all, but it does murky the water slightly. I can see why they didn't want to release it immediately because it would uh play it does play against them and granted again i'm not i'm not saying the cop acted like righteously or like correctly or anything but he was screaming i can't breathe and freaking out before he was on the ground so he was he wasn't all the way there so if that had come out at the same time it would have given right wingers a lot more ammo granted not justifiably it would have given them a lot more ammo to push back on it but instead, we were given the one video where everybody agreed, and everybody probably still does agree. Uh, the dude's awful, but it it does murky it just a little bit. Can I give a play-by-play just for our listeners who might not have listened to it? Yeah, go for it. Um, so basically, I think, judging by that video, so please correct me on this one detail because this one was a little murky for me. Mm-hmm. George Floyd paid with a counterfeit bill thinking it was regular money. Yeah. That's how I understood. So he he wasn't even like actually trying to exchange counterfeit bills or anything like that, as was the narrative as I understood it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, he paid with a bill that he thought was a bill, and it ended up being counterfeit. So then yeah. the cops were called, and he he was waiting there for the cops to arrive. So he did yeah. not flee the scene in his car. And so in yeah, case in his matters. car. Yeah. Um. 
Now he was now once the cop arrives on the scene, it seems like George got pretty afraid because apparently mm-hmm. he had been shot by the police before, um, mm-hmm. and the police officer because he's not exactly complying, uh, pulled out his weapon and pointed it at him, and yeah. that's when that's when it really just went to crap. Yeah, it, it so looked at that like point, he started having a panic attack at that point. Is what it kind right. of felt like, right? And at that point, man, I mean. Just again, for the sake of, for the sake of it, like it shouldn't have happened the way mm-hmm. it went down. He shouldn't have died at all. Um, that police officer needs to learn some de-escalation tactics for sure because yeah. he did. He this person was clearly having a freaking panic attack and was like not even in his right mind by yeah. any means. Yeah. Um, and you weren't doing anything to bring it down, which really frustrated me. See, I'll, so I'll push I was, back on that a little bit, because when he was freaking out, saying I'm claustrophobic, I don't want to get in the car, I'll freak out. Um, the cop did say, man, I'll, I'll sit back here with you. Like, it won't, and like, granted, like, if you're claustrophobic, you don't want less space. But he, he was being almost accommodating. So I don't know why it went from that to escalating to them killing a guy because they were handling it well, almost I, I as well agree. as they could, you know. Yeah, I agree minus the because, weapon being drawn. The, right. Well, that was mistake number one, and that was one of the first things that happened. Yeah. But and then after that, there was like one point where he like said like I'll effing kill you or something like that, mm-hmm. or effing shoot you if you don't listen to me. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, come on, dude. Like this person's clearly by my estimation and I'm not an expert, but you, neither are you. You apparently you were a cop for like two weeks. Um, (laughs) but like, like this guy's clearly having a panic attack. So then, you know, throughout the whole thing, I started getting frustrated as well. And this was one of the reasons why the video I think was released so late with George Floyd, Mm -hmm. where I'm literally thinking to myself, Hey dude, shut the, all the words up. Be still. If he tells you to go somewhere, you know what? Your claustrophobia doesn't really matter right now when this cop has already shown he'll point a gun at you for no reason because this cop's a douche. So just get in the car. Just fight. Just, you know what I mean? Just chill out, bro. (laughs) Like, and I know that you're afraid. It's okay to be afraid. You don't have to not be afraid, but just get in the car. And, Mm -hmm. and, and so the blackness in me is going, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to survive. Yeah. Sometimes you got to tolerate even a cop who drew his gun on you to survive. And that was a huge issue I had watching that was like as much as I think the cop should have done way better because he was wrong to pull his weapon out that early to cuss at him, not to be there as a servant of the people. But then on the flip side, I'm like, George, you're an adult man. (laughs) I just need you to get in this car and shut up. To, to clarify when I said... Can I were, say that on the podcast? Because that's going to be real triggering for some people. And well, I'm not I mean, saying that that means that it's okay for cops to mistreat people. Yeah, like, I th- I think, uh, to me, it, and, like, let me clarify when I said they were doing about as... Or they were doing way better than the video led on. Uh, I said uh, they were doing about as well as they can. I forgot they were cursing, and uh, I wasn't factoring the weapon being drawn, so that was just me being stupid and saying things. Um... But it did muddy the waters from them being like, look at these killer cops who just like dragged this guy onto the ground and choked him out with his knee for eight minutes, 46 seconds or whatever it was. Um, It did go from that to being like, here's some people who are dealing with somebody having some like a a mental episode of some sorts. And like all comments saying it was uh, he had drugs in the system. Like, I, I don't know how true that is, but it does muddy the water enough that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been such a bombshell had that come out with the first video i think you know what i mean because left and right both came together and was like this is the worst thing ever this can't ever happen again but had that first video come out i think you would have seen some right-wing mainstream people pushing back on it and and i'm I'm almost there's a side of me that's glad that it didn't come out at that time because it would have been escape an easy escape because I think that the right wing who tends to be pro state as far as police and military, um, I think they need that red pill of like state aggression is bad. Whether you're black, whether you're white, it's bad, you know. Um, but on that. So if they need the red pill, the red pill is definitely an example of police brutality, something like that for them to be like, well, wow, we really need to like work, rework the system or think about some alternatives. But then the less response frequently is to do these protests that often devolve into riots and then that'll just like i guess blue pill 
the uh, the right wingers right back into saying, oh well, without the police, this will never happen, or this will happen always. So we need them. So the left and even a lot of left wingers. Yeah, the left blows their chance with them by going out and rioting because, like, again, there's a libertarian case for defunding and privatizing a large swath of defense, you know? Um, so that you can make the argument, but then they just blow their case when they go out and, like, riot and things like that, and then we're just back to square one because uh, now, like, Trump is... Um, or not Trump. Oh, I forget. I think it was Hannity was saying like look at biden he wants to defund the police what presidential candidate does that blah 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 blah. and it's like there's a better argument for this and you were almost on board (laughs) right until the riots happened you you were warm to the idea Mm -hmm. you were willing to listen to it up until the riots happened so the left blew their hand and you almost wonder if they like losing so they can keep complaining (laughs) That is a commentary Dave Smith has made. Is that the really? right just likes to lose? Yeah. I was talking about um, the left. And oh well, the right loses the culture war consistently, All the time. and they oh. like to, so they can whine about it. And but then I also the left think wins everywhere else, but then they lose in yeah yeah yeah. Um. Oh crap! I was gonna say one one more thing about that. Oh, and uh, right wingers do the same thing though. Like especially the uh, I hate to say right wingers were the ones who were like open up the country and stuff like that but when they are protesting doing their thing um open up the country and then somebody with a with a swastika shows up or a confederate flag and they aren't like hey you you need to gtfo because how is there always a token swastika guy like is he just waiting in the wings to go home or to like you know what I'm saying? Like, it just irks the snot out of me because I'm like, you guys are making a valid point about state overreach and you're making a valid point about how the state is expediting our way to financial oblivion. And then Confederate flag guy shows up and everyone who could have listened to you goes, oh, well, they're just mad because they want to get a haircut. And it's like, all right, well, we can't have a real conversation about this anymore. And it's the same thing with Black Lives Matter protests. It's like you can march and you can... But make sure you march to the legislators, not to your neighbors, because your neighbors agree with you, and they aren't the ones aggressing against you, for the most part. I bought this really cool jacket down at the gun store, and this is my one time I can wear it. (laughs) (laughs) Open the country back up. Um, But yeah, yeah, it's it's just one of them things. It was a really interesting video to watch, uh, and I had a feeling that I mean, let's, this is just a public service announcement for, like, any black man, and this is, like, old news, but, like, black people in particular, like, we do live in a society that, in my opinion, I know that, you know, the lunch boys are not a monolith, so this is just Jake speaking. Um, I sign off. Whatever he says. Whatever he's like, about to say, I sign off. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we do live in a society that, because of state aggression, has made an example of the black community. And we do live in a society where systemic racism is not like this thing where like white people secretly hate you. It's this thing where the state has constantly made an example of you and has constantly pushed white people into positions of power and pushed you into communities that get over-policed and, and, and criminalized. That's what systemic racism is. So knowing that we live in that, we need to understand that... like. Even if we're afraid of the police, which I am all the time when I get pulled over, we talked about it on the Dear World podcast. Like, I don't like being around police officers. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, like, I I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that if George Floyd complied, he probably would not have gotten a knee on the back of his neck. And so, like, a lot of these situations, Philando Castile to me is probably the most um, compelling because he was very compliant and he still got shot, but the cop wasn't white and that one didn't get a lot of airplay. And I think that's yeah. why. Um, so we got to be careful not to get not locked up in the media narratives because at the end of the day, the state wants us to blame white people and not the state. And the more we blame white people or we blame a, a particular party and not the state as a whole, we will never realize that like so many of the things that are keeping us below other people in our communities in America, in America are because of state then programs to try and help us, which end up further predating us. So that's just a Jake hot take. Um, I was right. I do sign off on at least 95% of that. <laughs> <laughs> so 
just watch out for that. But uh, guys, it's been a wonderful time recording this with you guys. Um, We'll keep following the news of anything going on in Beirut. Um, If I'm not mistaken, the UAE had like a crazy fire the day after too. So So, like a lot of weird stuff going on in the Middle East. Um, We'll be following that. We're keeping up with some as much uh, Epstein stuff as we can possibly keep up with. And we are also uh following anything going on with whoever biden's going to pick for his vp wait, wait um, real fast i don't think it's going to be biden who picks it <laughs> i think it's going to be his handlers that's probably <laughs> true yeah <laughs> uh that's our time thanks <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> so uh follow us on instagram at the lunch boys pod follow us on twitter at the lunch boys po1 that's at the lunch boys po1 for twitter uh and uh guys five star review oh what leave a five star review oh yeah leave a five star review on apple podcast send the four stars back or wherever you (laughs) get your podcast yeah if you do four stars or less we send it back (laughs) it is not done (laughs) um but awesome we look forward to getting a chat with you guys again um thank you to all of our listeners and for the kind things that you say um we consider it an honor that you would allow us to be a part of your daily listening and that you would trust us with some of our opinions. Um, and thanks too for hearing what we're saying and not what we're not, because sometimes it's hard to talk about stuff like other countries and George Floyd and in a world where we just say, Oh, that's racist. It's really nice to know that our listeners are willing to actually hear what we're trying to rationalize. So we love you guys more than, you know, share the show. Thank you so much. We'll talk at you next time. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Lunch Boys. Join us again next week as we watch the boys take one step closer to getting canceled. Bye bye now. Stay safe out there. There's a lot of COVID. You might get it. You might not. Wear a mask. Or don't. Who knows? But whatever you do, have a strong opinion about it.